you could understand this. So we're doing champion sports, mom, and you have been through it. For one, <laughs> you married a champion, yeah. right? Olympic gold medalist. And then, so tell the story really of um, the the kids coming up in, you know, in sports. Because not all, everyone was in sports, but your two sons have been big in wrestling. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when you're married to an Olympian, <laughs> that that mindset is is like, Okay, everybody's doing some kind of sport in this house. And so I, we had our daughter first, and Sydney is a girly girl, but for sure she was running track, she was doing t-ball, all of it, and she liked none of it, but she was doing it. So I was so grateful, <laughs> so glad when the second child was a boy and the third child was a boy. So it kind of took the pressure off of our girl and she could do what she wanted to do. She was a cheerleader for many years and all of that. And so that's about as far as she got with the sports thing. She ran track for a couple of years. But, you know, I I think it was, I, I was just blessed that our boys were 18 months apart. And they really were like uh, wrestling part. Uh, they were boys and 18 months apart. So that was great because they could be wrestling partners. And so it, it it really wasn't a choice if you wanted to wrestle. You went to practice with dad every day. You were always around the mat. And they just really did take to the sports. So they started wrestling at five and six years old. And they loved it. And for me, I loved it because little boys have a lot of energy. And I was so glad that they would come home totally exhausted. And so... <laughs> I could just feed them, bathe them, throw them in the bed, and it was all good. Uh, but, yeah, they've been wrestling since they were five and six years old because Kenny at the time was running a kid's club team, which was perfect because it was he was teaching little kids at the time in Texas. And so they would, you know, go to practice with dad. And uh, before you know it, they wanted to compete. They wanted to get out there. And here we are 20 years later. 15, 20 years later, and they both wrestled in college. One is still in college, uh, ranked number one in the country at his weight class. Well, he just moved up, so now he's number three in the country. But anyway, it's it's just part of what we do and who we are. Now, that's so exciting. So how was it for you to come into the sports world? Because, you know, as I went around, you were always there. By the time we connected, you were you knew everything. But how was it for you not coming from the sports world to be so into it? Well, you know, it's funny because I was um, at, at Princeton last weekend and one of the mothers was asking me the same question. And I, I think, honestly, I started dating Kenny when he, during his third, uh, well, we were married during his third Olympics, started dating him right after the second Olympics. And I really didn't understand the sport, was not a big wrestling fan then. It was not until my boy started wrestling that I really understood the rules and moves and really got deep into it. So I know some people, they knew everything when their spouse, boyfriend was wrestling. That That's not my story. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been a good thing, though. That might have been a good thing because wrestling is very intense. 
I mean, I have to say, so you just said, so he moved up a weight class. And I always tell people, wrestlers, from my experience, of course, are very passionate about their sport. But having to do the weight thing is a thing. How did you do that as a mother? Because it's really important. It's very important. It is just as important. I mean, it's like I was thinking about that the other day. In wrestling, for me and raising these boys, cutting the weight, hitting the weight before they even compete, it's two, two, two things you have to win. First, you have to win just making the weight because it was always they checked in. I just made weight. I just had my way in. That was like, woo, okay, now we can wrestle. <laughs> so, I mean, it's hard. I mean, I remember when they're six, seven, eight years old and we're riding down the highway and like they can't have anything to drink. They can't have anything to eat for two, three hours on a car ride because they have to make weight to get on that scale to do what they do. And, and I used to think, you know, if non-wrestling people, they would think they would probably report us to Child Protection Service. <laughs> I mean, because if you don't know it, you don't know it. So, uh, but it's part of what they do. Discipline, understanding, diet, nutrition. It just makes them very aware at a young age. That's interesting. Yeah, at a very young age, because people need to understand that part of sports, no matter what the sport is, the nutritional part. And, and, and I don't think people understand the relationship you have with your body when you do that on a constant. I mean, you know what's exactly going on. Wrestlers know how to control their weight, like, amazingly. It really is something. It really is something. And I look at Kenny because he's done it. You know, being a three-time Olympian, he's done it so many years of his life. And so his habits are still there. Like, he's not a big snacker. He, you know, he, no, he's not. And so that's just from all those years of that discipline. So uh, it, it's something. I mean, and I see why, I mean, I talked to a mother the other day, and her son did not go on to the level of a college. He was great in high school, but with studies and that whole thing, she just like, he said, no, mom, I don't want to do it at the college level. It's just too much. Interesting. Interesting. And now talking about the college level, because Kenny actually coached one of your sons, which everyone asked me, I was just talking about that with, um, with Nellie. It's not easy to coach your child. No, it's not. It isn't. And of course, that's Kenny's story to tell. But on the mother's <laughs> side, we've had many conversations. Like when Kennedy was recruited to UNC Chapel Hill, um, I was we, we were glad that when they approached Kenny to take a coaching position there, they asked Kennedy first how he felt about it, which wow. was really good, right? Because what kid wants their dad following them to college in the first place? Okay. <laughs> right. And I was like, Kennedy, we love you so much. The whole family's moving. Okay. The whole doggone family. But Kennedy responded. He said, you know, I don't mind. I really, you know, appreciate my dad's support. I love his coaching. So I, he didn't mind. So that was good. But there were times when Kenny's like, I'm going to let the coaches deal with Kennedy. I'm, I'll let them deal with that. I'm going to just sit back because he needs another voice. He needs another perspective. You know, I live with them, so I'm going to let them handle it. Wow. And so as a mother, you have to still manage all that energy going on, right? 
Yeah, it's a lot of energy to handle and manage, especially when you had two boys coming up and we'd be at the same tournament and one would win and one would lose. You could never be too high. You could never be too low. You just kind of have to be neutral in the middle, celebrate, uplift all at the same time. Make sure dad was calm, not losing it. You know, when somebody lost, when somebody didn't perform to the best of their ability, it's like, okay. There are bigger things going on in the world right now. (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so amazing. So then when Quincy wanted to go to Princeton, right, that was a decision that was very independent in a way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a thing because we were settled into UNC Chapel Hill. His dad was the regional training coach there. And one picture was we were going to be one big happy family, both Monday boys on the same team. That could have been a story, you know? But then yeah. here comes Princeton calling, Princeton and Quincy being very studious, high academic achiever, and always been very independent, always has created his own path and done his own thing, never marched to anybody else's drum but his own. <laughs> And so it's interesting during the recruiting process, I would hear him upstairs talking to somebody and I'd be like, well, who are you talking to? Oh, the coach from Princeton, you know, it's like, oh, well, what was he talking about? (laughs) Well, you know, they're really trying to recruit me. And so I would say, well, what are you thinking, Quincy? I don't know. I have to think about it. And so in our mind, we're like, well, he just, he's trying to let them down easy. Well, he was letting us down easy. (laughs) Wow. And That's so, so he made the decision. He said, I want to create, I want to chart my own path. I want to, um, I don't want to regret uh, this decision. Princeton is a great academic institution. I want to uh, give it a shot. And so we supported him, told him we, that's your decision. We support you 100%. Um, and we'll go with it. We'll go with it. His dad was doing this, but... <laughs> but I can't even recruit my own son, okay? <laughs> that is wild. But it's so interesting because you talk about, and uh, so many people are always thinking about the academic part, right? And Quincy was always very good academically. But it is a balance even doing that. And how do you balance that with intense sport? Yeah, for sure. And, w- you know, every kid is different. And so you speak to their strengths and their challenges. And we always have parented like we don't ever want it to be like our way is the only way. We want you to fill it out. We want you to explore. Both boys took all four or five of their recruiting trips. We wanted them to pursue what it was they wanted. Fill it out for yourself. And so. Yeah, and both really good schools. UNC Chapel Hill is a great school academically. Princeton, of course, is Ivy League, great school. And so we just knew that what what whatever was the best fit we wanted to support. And um, but in terms of the balance, of course, Kenny checked out Princeton's wrestling program and said, you know, they're doing some good things at Princeton. And so we didn't want him to go to a school where he wasn't going to be fulfilled athletically because he loved the sport. So we wanted to make sure that there was a good combination in both areas, that it was good everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, because Princeton was really, and really because of Quincy, on the upswing, right? Correct, correct, correct. Yep, they had a couple of they had a couple of good recruiting classes right before him, maybe one or two, but his team you definitely put put him put him on the map. Yeah, put him big on the map because uh, him and his roommate Patrick Glory in Princeton's history, the only two NCAA finalists in the school's history. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. And so how does he handle, because he's kind of managing, he's the the face of Princeton wrestling now. One of them, for sure. I mean, if you look at their social media, yeah, for sure. He's a big face, you know, he is, he is. And again, it's personality because he's so cool. He just doesn't get I don't know what the word is, but it's just that doesn't really feed his soul. All of the hype, all of social media attention. He's just that he's just not into it like that. And so he just kind of handles it, goes along with the get along. I think he appreciates it, but it's not the most important thing. Unfortunately, social media to me has jacked some of our young people up because they are so in tune to social media uh, the likes, the mentions, the all of that. And you have to study and do your coursework and then go out there and do what you do on the mat. It's a lot for these young people in any sport. I think it's a lot. I always say I'm so glad that I did not grow up in this age and stage of life where social media was so prevalent and relevant because it could be such a distraction, you know, looking at what they're doing, looking at what, seeing who has the most followers and seeing what, who gives who the most attention. It just, to me, can be a distraction for real. Yeah, that's interesting. And 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 definitely, you know, all the kids are dealing with it all on different levels, right? And to have that in, and I don't know, like you said, I think, is there something you would kind of give advice for other moms because it is something and and actually you know parents can't get too up with it either that's right oh my goodness i mean you know you get on all these boards uh, you know leaderboards and you start all the chatter about who shouldn't be ranked that high and who's going to be taken down. I mean, that stuff gets in your head. And then I see some of these parents getting into it with other parents about what they said about their son. And it it, it, it can be a lot for sure. <laughs> yeah. And so the advice, I just have always said, you know what? Don't believe the hype. You guys, you need to study, do your sport. Don't pay so much attention to what's out there in the stratosphere because you can get totally off your game by letting them get in your head, you know. And so I just think it's important that there's balance with it all. Too much of a good thing is too much. So tell me what I was going to talk about, Sabrina, really was about your work because you are so successful as a mom. And so you're managing. I mean, there are people that, of course, have a lot of time on their hands, but you are managing a lot outside of your family. And you always have been. So how do you make that balance work? Well, the great thing is I'm self-employed. 
And that is so important. And I chose to be self-employed when my children were young so that I can have freedom and flexibility to create my own schedule and really work my schedule around what they were doing. I always wanted to be there for their sports. I wanted to be there at the school. I wanted my life to work around their life and I wanted their life to work around my life. Uh, So just having a good work-life balance and knowing that uh, I knew being with Kenny that he was always very busy. There was always going to be a lot of travel involved. And so I am just so grateful that I've been able to set up a calendar that I own. And so if I had an appointment, but something with the kids came up, I could erase that and rearrange my calendar. And so um, I think the kids have grown up to appreciate and respect entrepreneurship. Um, And I just, you know, believe that life is to be lived. And if you are tied down to a desk or working for somebody else, it's hard to live out loud and be there for your family to the best of your ability when you're giving somebody else eight to 10 hours a day. And so I don't mind giving eight to 10 hours to my business when I can pick and choose when I work those hours. So when they were little, after they went to sleep, I'd stay up four or five hours in the middle of the night to get my work done. But I'm happy because I was able to do what I need to do with them during the day. And just like now, Quincy's senior year at Princeton, I told Kenny, I want to make as many matches as possible because we're coming to the end of his college career. And so it's kind of bittersweet because we've been sitting in stands and doing this thing for a long time. And so now uh, it's coming, you know, to a close. And so I have basically cleared my calendar for pretty much every match this season. There are a couple of big conferences that I could not change and I wanted to make, but like for the next four weekends, we are traveling wherever Princeton is wrestling so that we can make his matches. Um, so I just think owning your schedule and your time has been my key. Yeah, that's interesting. And because you support so many women, right, in in doing this, I think it's important because what you've been able to achieve besides having your own schedule is a very close family. Like you mentioned, your oldest, you know, Sydney was not into sports. And so, you know, if you have one child to focus, but it's never like that. You had three very successful kids. So how do you balance all that and for them to still have such a great relationship? Yeah, their interests, just making sure that you plug into their individual interest. You know, Sydney was a pro- prolific reader, has always loved reading, and now is a children's books editor in New York and doing what she loves. Uh, but I remember where her official senior year in high school, she wanted to study abroad. And so I supported that. And Kenny and I have just been really very flexible in our being and doing with parenting. He took a, you know, we've moved like seven times in the last 12 years from state to state to state. I mean, he's a coach, so we go where the teams are. And so one of his jobs that he took, um, it was going to be Sydney's junior year, which it ended up being her senior because she graduated early. But she was like, Mom, I don't want to go. I don't want to leave my high school. And it could be my senior year. And I felt that. And it's like, Kenny, we got to think about this thing. And so we came up with, 
I stayed with Sydney in Texas for a year so she could finish her high school. And Kenny moved with the boys to Oklahoma for a year. And and we look back at that and it's like, I don't even know how we ever survived. I don't know how they finished their school year. I don't ever know how they got their homework done. I don't know how they ate every day. But you know what? You do, you do what you have to do, right? You do what you have to do. So I'm grateful for a spouse who's definitely supportive and wants to, wanted to make sure that uh, we as a family unit did what we had to do when we had to do it to make it all work for everybody. Yeah, that's amazing. And that's a lot. And I think people, they need to hear these kind of sacrifices. Like you said, in one way, so much sacrificing is coming to the end and it's not going to be here. It is for a certain amount of time, but the amount of sacrifice that you put in, I think makes a difference. It does. It's huge. It really is. And it's like, what are you willing to give up? What are you willing to not have or not do, not be? So, But these young people, our children are only young for a little bit. They only need us for a little bit of time in, in certain ways. And so when we can give them as much as we can give them, not to cripple them or enable them, but to support them and cheer them on and let them know that there are great possibilities out there. When we clip their wings and tell them they can't for whatever reason, well, they think they can't and then they don't. But if you are steady saying you can, you can, you can, you will, you must. Well, that's what they grow up believing to be true. No, that's amazing, and that's great, and and it and it shows it shows in your in their success. But really, what's really lovely to see is the success of your family, and that they're all really supporting each other. That's what I always like to see. They're they're really like being with each other, which is which is great. Oh, exactly, exactly. Because you know, it's and that's a balance too. Because you you can't give one when you have multiple. You can't give one more than you give the other. So you got to make sure that it's equitable and that it's fair. And so, because the last thing you want to do is when, and they'll do it anyway, though, is when they get over, well, he was a favorite. Well, she was a favorite. Well, you did this. Well, you did that. So now I say, you guys are all my favorite and you know that. Okay. (laughs) Let me give you exhibit A, B, C, and D. How you're the favorite. You're the favorite. So It's been fun, though. It's been fun. I I believe motherhood is my most prized position in the world. Um, It's the most difficult, for sure, has been the most difficult, but the most rewarding, the most rewarding. Uh, Because, you know, raising young people and they all come with different personalities and there is no there's really no handbook uh, of, of how to do it and do it well. Because society is different. Children are different. We're different. Uh, a different era than our parents raised us. And so it's kind of trial and error. And you just do the best you can. Do the best you can with what you got to work with. Well, that's lovely. And and you have. I'll never forget being at the World Championships in New York <laughs> that we put on. Because like I said, wrestlers are very um, passionate about their sport. I mean, I have to admit. I just, when I see them, they, they love it forever. If they were a wrestler, you know, back in the day, they still support it. Um, they're very, they're a passionate kind of folk, uh, those wrestlers. And it's been a joy to see your family, um, the sec, the next generation, but to be able to share that as you and Ron, and you know, now, cause you're at all the, you're at all the best wrestling things. Sabrina is always there. She. 
all of them and everything. I am. And now here we go. When, when, when Can you imagine, Wendy? Okay, so now if that's not enough, now Quincy's in his senior year. Now Kenny's the head coach at Morgan State University. First HBCU in a long time to have wrestling. So now we're going to dot all these little boys who are coming into college. It's like, Kenny, just when I think I'm going to be on, on the islands, you know, chilling during wrestling season, here you come with a whole new team of boys that I'm going to be mothering one way or another. But you know what, Wendy, giving back is so important. And these young athletes need us. They need us in a big way. And so I'm excited about the next phase of parenting uh, as my husband is the head coach at Morgan State University. So it never ends, right? It never, never ends. You, you do that. You know that. You've done it. You've got the mother. Now you're the coach. I mean, all aspects. Oh, my goodness. No, that's true. And it is exciting. And everyone's really proud. The HBCUs are definitely having a moment and to get these non-traditional sports, you know, Fisk now has gymnastics and Morgan State having wrestling. I think, you know, for from people that come from the non-traditional sport era or just, you know, division, it's really important. And to have it at an HBCU is, is, it's just something. It's really, it really makes a big difference. For sure. For sure. We're excited. We're excited about it. Yeah. For sure. That's so, so great. I know. Okay, finish your question because then, of course, I've got questions about BJ and no, he's good. Okay. <laughs> so, is he getting close to a decision for school? Not yet. BJ is a he's a beast. It's really interesting to see your kid be. You know, he he loves this stuff. He's amazing. Yeah, he's he's very disciplined. He knows what he wants to do. And so like you said, you sometimes you just got to do stuff where you you make it happen for him. He said he didn't want to be in New York and I'm like, "Okay." I mean, you know, <laughs> it would be super easy, but he doesn't want that. <laughs> yeah. And <sighs> but but you know what? He's a good kid and he can really train wherever he wants to. He's he listens really well which I think people need to understand when you have kids that are talented, it's great. But if they're not coachable, watch out. It's like, right. you know, yeah. Go so nowhere fast. Right. Nowhere right. fast. So I'm really blessed that he's, he's very easy to coach. You know, he's got that kind of personality and we will see, but he's not close to anything yet. It's going to, it's going to be a minute. <laughs> okay. 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 Well, yes. best of everything. I know he's going to, he's going to land right where he belongs. It'll be great. Yeah. 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 I'm excited. I'm excited. So, you know, he was loving, he was loving it out East, but you know, we'll have to see. He's got a whole season to go. And that's, and it, like you said, he's got to go see places. That's really, like you said, you had your kids went on those recruiting trips. That's really important. So yeah, he had a couple of days off from school. So here we, go. we did not want to be our decision. So we said, go, go explore a couple of the trips. Either I went or Kenny went with them, but a couple of them, they went totally alone. And you, they're becoming at that point. And so you've got to let them become and figure it out. And things that were important to us mm, wasn't really high on the list in some areas for them. Um, so it's just, I think the experience, the experience of, of deciding where they land uh, is, is, it's exciting. It's kind of scary at the same time. Cause like, what if they pick someone you totally don't want them to go? And so luckily for us, we were, we were great with their decisions. So yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. 
I'm in that boat now. I'll let you know probably in about three or four months. <laughs> okay. Okay. Excellent. 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 That's good. Well, Sabrina, thank you so much. I, it's really a joy to talk to you about this. Even though we know each other for a long time, you have such knowledge and you've done such great work. And thank you for joining us on our Sports Mom Podcast. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, Wendy, it's an honor. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much.